in movies where Tom Cruise kisses women, they don't do that well. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Screenshots, the Drinking Game Movie Podcast. We just got back from seeing, I almost said Top Gun. Top Gun? Holy... Let's just, why don't you just do Top Gun again? <laughs> just, 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 just All right, so anyway, gun. a year ago. No. Um, we just got back from seeing Mission, Impo- Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Johnny, what's it about yes. and what's it making? Can you guess? Wait, hold on. In that title, can you guess where the colon is and the dash is in that title? Mission uh, Dash Impossible? Continue. Oh, no, and then a colon? Right okay, after, you're, you're right after. Wrong. It's mission colon impossible dash dead reckoning and then no punctuation at all. Part one, dead That's, reckoning part one. That seems messy. Anyway, who cares? <laughs> but um, so okay, so we're coming up. We're hot off Fallout, and by hot off Fallout, I mean five years ago. Yeah, this movie. Okay, Indiana Jones. The budget was three hundred million dollars. Allegedly, it's probably like three fifty. Right, and people, oh well, it's COVID. They use that excuse with like the the budget being so big. This is the last movie. That you can say the budget was big because of COVID. Because they were filming this, like, when COVID happened. Like, it wasn't like, oh, it was 2021 they were filming. It's like, no, they were filming this day one of COVID. Yeah. So, they've been filming that's the movie wild. for a million years. And now they're filming the second one. They've been filming these movies forever. So, that's why the budget's really big. Hopefully, it's actually 295 and not, like, 400 million. Because that'd be terrible. Speaking of money, are you going to ask me the question? You said COVID. We're not even in the th- fucking review. What's it, what's it making? That's a rule. <laughs> okay, so what's it about, though? Uh, yeah, what's it about? What's it about? Sorry. So Ethan Hunt and his IMF team must track down a dangerous weapon before it falls in the wrong hands. Mixing it up, I love it. There you go. So okay, so <laughs> Fallout opened with sixty-one million dollars domestically, okay, right. legged itself out to two twenty uh, domestically, and then made seven ninety-one worldwide. It made twenty-eight percent of its money domestically. Right now, you would say, "Oh, well, if this one makes three hundred million, it's going to make a billion, right?" Mm. But China. The first one made $181 million in China, or the first one, Fallout, made $181 million in China. It's not going to do that. I think it probably, I, let's say let's say in China it loses $100 million, right? Mm-hmm. So, and now we have the numbers from Deadline who are saying it's going to open with $250 million for the five-day weekend, $90 million of that being domestic. That means that whatever, it, if, it, if that like ratio between international and domestic like holds, that means if it makes $100 million domestically, it'll make... $170 million internationally. So just times the domestic total by 1.7, right? So if it makes $220 million, and if using that same same math, then it's going to make 611 worldwide. Yeah. Which wouldn't be, which would be like lackluster. Yeah. Especially since the last one made basically 800. But I think this probably, this is going to open according to Box Office Pro at around $68 million, which is $7 million higher than yeah. the last one. Yeah. Get out. <laughs> and then I thought that was Zach. It turned out to be Mark's dad, the guy who owns the house. <laughs> I thought you were Zach. I thought you were a dumb nerd. <laughs> Don't give a Spider-Man clock. You're just as much. Anyway, so <laughs> my sister bought me that Spider-Man clock. So the microphones picked that up. <laughs> anyway, I hope so. what was I saying? Uh, uh, that it'd be oh. a lackluster opening. Oh yeah. So six. so yeah. So uh, Box Office Pro is projecting. Projecting like an opening weekend range of sixty-one to seventy-five million. Seventies yeah. would be very good. That means it's probably gonna it's probably gonna make as much as Fallout did domestically. If it makes below that, eh. so and I don't know if this is gonna have as good legs because of Barbie and Oppenheimer coming out next oh, week. Oh, that's true. Um. So yeah. But anyway, what did you guys think about the movie? In and my... also, I can actually I have a really good thought to start off. <laughs> this movie, you know how like in Fast and Furious, Fast and Furious has like a, to- a Dom Toretto disease. Yes. Where, like, the main guy becomes, like, the joke of the franchise. Yeah. 
I do, even though I think this movie is pretty great, I do, I can predict, I see it in the foreseeable future that Ethan Hunt becomes like the butt of the joke in his own movies. Like he's so, he's so stoic and so serious and the yeah. movies are getting a little bit more ridiculous around him that he basically just becomes the butt of the joke. And it's also like th- th- they kind of have to continue making him like the stoic character and the like, like leave no man behind kind of character because like he's too old to be like the suave, like I'm going to sleep with everyone in this room. So it's like you have to change his character a little bit and that's usually what, what they make the old guys, the the stoic type, you know? Uh-huh. So I, I can definitely see that happening and I think because you're, you're pointing it out that it happens a few times in this movie a little bit where oh, it's yeah. a little much. Yeah, you know? I, I on that note, I feel like he's he's getting dangerously close to becoming like a Steven Seagal type actor. Do you had <laughs> Bashoy had a crazy extreme reaction to this movie? Yeah, he was telling just us. something about this film, man. Like to me, I just thought it was like unhinged and just a weird, like it was a goofy movie. And and just like how like member like people in the audience were laughing at like the weirdest yeah that parts. was weird. What were they like? La- can you give I me an example? Because you said that I'm like I don't know what you're talking. Yeah, no, about. I agree with him. I I don't know what an exact example. Of- oh, I do have one where I don't know if it's a spoiler, but essentially people are falling something. Something's falling, but like there's no reason to laugh. There's no. It's not. It's not comedy. It's not like oh bro he got him. It's like just. I guess they're laughing because I can't believe human beings are doing this right now. Maybe it's like that. The absurdity of the scene. I don't know, but it's like they were laughing at weird times. It yeah. felt like they were on acid. Like, it didn't make any sense. Yeah, and then just certain shots were just, like, goofy to me. And, like, certain lines, like... Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, I guess I'll go into my thoughts real quick. Like, I was expecting a much more serious movie. Right? I, and I, don't get me wrong. I like when movies ha- have a little bit of camp to break, like, you know, campiness to break up the tension. But, like, from everything you see in the trailers for this film, right? And even the title, oh, Dead Reckoning. You know, because I remember seeing somewhere that these were supposed to be, like, the last two films in the franchise. And then they said, no, I'm going to make up till 80 because look how well that worked out for Indiana Jones. Yeah, yeah, right. But, like, I was expecting, like, okay, this is going to be more serious. You know, it's everything's finally going to catch up to him, and this is it. The, 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 that's why it's a two-parter, right? Because it's supposed to be te- – it's going to tell a bigger story to, like, finally wrap everything up, and it's going to have – like a m- much more serious tone. And instead, I feel like it was the most campy one of all the Mission Impossible so far. If you've never seen Mission Impossible 2. I've seen all of them. You seen? Do you think this is worse than 2? I, but, so here's the thing. I don't remember what happens in exactly. 2. Okay. I have a really bad memory when it comes to films, but I remember when I watched a marathon of all of them like a few years back, I wasn't thinking to myself, like, this is really dumb and, like, unhinged, you know? But... I don't know, maybe just because I'm getting older. I, but yeah. I I saw this and the whole thing was just. I feel like I, was, I felt like I was in the Twilight Zone. While I, I was think watching. it might be because you said the word dumb. <laughs> now you have to take a shot now. I you think. Got a rubber band? Uh, yeah. So here's here's my kind of thing on it. Bush, I think the in this the in the, like the tone of this movie, they're do, they're doing an evolution of like they have to make the next one more bombastic and bigger on scale, right? Yes. And so basically. Everybody, I, I, I do think the performances in this, if you're not on board or you're not expecting it, can seem all, like a little off and like almost like too ser- like self serious, because everybody just knows that they're in like the coolest movie ever. You can yeah, kind of tell. Yeah. And I think there's times. Basically, what this movie is is four giant set pieces that are fantastic, and there's some little bit scenes in the begin in the middle of those, right? And I do think that at times this movie feels... Oh, I'm not going to say the word. I'm going to spell it out. 
This movie feels like a giant O P E R A. Like something I, you I go to see oh. like on stage, a big did you epic it down? thing. Did no, you, I didn't write okay, it down. I'll say it. You can, I didn't write it down. Yes, you, yes, you did. Let me see, show me the card. I can't show you the card. You know what? I, you look O P E R A. You know Jesse, what I'm saying? You say it. it sounds like a opera. Okay, I didn't write. It, it sounds down. like a giant. What Jesse said. Just edit. <laughs> it sounds like a giant opera. Just edit what but he it said. Totally feel, it totally but feels. But it that felt. Way. It felt like you were watching this big, giant, grand thing play out on stage. I thought I really liked it. It was strange. I, I, I like the evolution of the franchise a lot, actually. I well, we when we were uh, leaving the theater, we, we were sitting out in front for a little bit. And we were talking about that, and there is a very specific scene which we'll get more into uh, once we go to spoilers. That feels more like an opera, um, and it's so funny that somehow when we, we watched that scene, we both, although we didn't know it to know it at the time, we both thought in our heads, opera. This looks like an opera. And it, it was an action scene. It was a, and, and the, the way they did the choreography and the way they were, like, looking at each other while they were, like, fighting, like, it was like, this doesn't, f- this feels like a stage play. Something weird's going on. And and, and you might have might have helped you out in the story. It might have made you be like, oh, this is cool. It took me out of it. I was like, this is weird. Like, this is not how, like, fighting yeah. works. Yeah. It was so bizarre. Um. And again, without spoiling it, it's like it's essentially these two characters that um, that have uh, you know knives as weapons or, or sharp objects as weapons, and it's like in in a not that you know I know it's a movie and you you got to extend your disbelief, but normally a, a, a knife fight would take all of two swings. Would you just say? I got you. Extend? extend right. What is it? Uh, suspend. Sorry, suspend your disbelief. All right, I just got you on suspend and disbelief. I got you. I got you on knife. Okay. Fuck. Um, but a knife fight. Would take all of two swings, and okay, I get it, it's a movie, and it's gonna go a little bit longer than that. But you have a knife. Why are you kicking him? Why are you punching him? Like you have a knife. It's like it's just weird. It felt like an opera. It felt weird, man. I didn't like it. Yeah, no. I mean, from Fallout and the other ones, like a lot of the fights felt like you know they're actually trying to kill each other. Like in this one, it felt like bring back Henry it was a, it, yeah honestly honestly <laughs> yeah. just bring him, bring him back, make him look like Two Face how it was in the last one. Yeah. Um. No, but like in in the other ones, it looked like they're actually trying to kill each other. In this one, it's like, oh, we're gonna like dance, do the loop de loop, and then somebody yeah. dies. It's like it's yeah. there's no bathroom scene in this one. <laughs> yeah, there's no awesome that's such choreography. A good, that so fun. No, exactly. I wonder. I wonder if uh, that's the same guy or same girl that does the choreography because it definitely didn't what? feel in this movie. It was well, I just think it's different. I think some. I don't know if it's some of it is Tom Cruise getting older, like for the, some of the hand to hand stuff. I don't know if that's the case, but I do think the scale of the movie. Is just more focused on like crashing trains and stuff rather than just like punching. Which, a couple which of is guys. another thing. That whole thing. Th- I said this to Jesse, and it sounds so stupid, but n- nothing about this movie felt impossible. If that makes sense, like there's no part where I'm like, oh fuck, oh fuck, oh fuck, they, they're on the wire. It's gonna, oh, it's gonna. Like, I didn't feel like that the in- at all in this movie. I didn't feel like that's no, that's a crazy. What's oh, what, are they gonna be able to pull that off? Yeah, I didn't feel that way. I agree. Like I was, I was talking about this. Off camera earlier, I feel like there was really like I didn't feel the stakes. I thought this was going to be like the biggest stakes okay. ever, and I feel can like I, they were trying. Can it. I put it in disclaimer for all three of their reviews yeah. and why mine's okay. the best one? All right, they missed the first half hour of the movie, and then Bashoy <laughs> left too. for twenty minutes, <laughs> and then he has the audacity to go, "This movie sucked." You missed an hour of the movie because it wasn't interesting. I missed the first thirty right with Mark. Oh, like, I wonder we, why we it wasn't interesting. In. But then, right, I really had to piss, and normally I would hold it to the end of the film, right? But this movie just was not, <coughs> excuse me, was not holding my attention to the point where I'm like, you know what? I don't care also, that I'm going to miss another 20 minutes. Wrong. 30 minutes is a stretch. We missed 
fifteen. I know because I know when Jesse texted me. Also, the movie, but the movie started 7, at seven ten. Ten. Okay, so we missed twenty. Still ten minutes less. Ten minutes less. Ten minutes less. Ten minutes less. Movie. All right. When we go into spoilers, explain the you first got, yeah, twenty okay. minutes for us. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But and, but anyway, um, I thought the choreography was 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 pretty. Uh, it was kind of gross. I didn't really like gross? it. Gross. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm not choosing the best words for you. Um, so it, it took me out of it. And maybe you're right. Maybe it has to do something with Tom Cruise's age. Or certainly I'm right, yeah. Okay, yeah, sure. Um, and also, it didn't feel impossible, if that makes any sense. But I, I hope that... Because the, it's only part one, so hopefully the part two makes I don't up know for if, it. I don't, know, I don't know if I agree with that. It didn't feel impossible. Because the whole concept of the villain was like, yeah, it's pretty impossible to overcome that. And they figured, It was just they Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. That's an okay movie. I've seen that. That's basically what this movie is. Not really. Kind of. Not really. Ahead of its time. It was ahead of its way time. Better. I do think because a lot of like a lot of like uh, I can't spell it because that's the way you say it. What? Artificial intelligence. Oh, yes. No. <laughs> Did you write it out? Uh, I think we have a rule that says if it's an acronym, it counts. Bullsh fucking shit! That does not count. I'm not taking that shot, dude. Because I specifically no, fuck you. It has to say it. It has to say it. So what? What? I'm not. No, shut what up. You, I'm not saying. Say? So I'm not gonna do it. That's bullshit, and you know it. So anyway, if I say the WGA, <laughs> and you had and it. you had Writers Guild of America written down. Oh, yeah, <laughs> um, what was I saying? I don't give a shit. I don't care. Oh, the concept of like you know artificial intelligence being like the villain of a movie. I do. In recent years, people have been doing it a lot, trying to be like all relevant and stuff. Oh, I do think so this movie does funny, a little bro. bit better than a lot of the other movies that have done it. Um, movies, maybe. You know, what about but Age of Ultron, bro? Age of Ultron. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, he's a big robot. That's I'm that's I'm it. Kidding. Uh, although honestly, now that you mention it, yeah. <laughs> Age of Ultron did it better in my opinion. You really? Yeah. Really. really. But I get. Okay. I think, I, don't, I think you're just being a very like a super extremist. I, no, I don't. I'm not trying to. It's just something about this movie just rubbed me the wrong. You know what way. I think, and you can say this about any movie, so it's kind of a cop out. But I think this movie would have been a lot more enjoyable if it was uh, written and or directed by Christopher Nolan, because he's able to do these higher concept, like. You know, artificial I mean, that's a, you can say that about any I, movie. I, I, that's how I started <laughs> my statement. It's how I started my statement. I wasn't like, listening to that part. Yeah, of course you weren't. Of course you weren't. Yeah. You, you know what, though? Like, I, I was thinking about what you were saying about it. You know, nothing felt impossible. And I think the reason for that might be of the fact that they were relying more on, you know, doing it for real. Where, like, when you... And, and that's the thing that, that really was kind of conflicting for me. Because on the one hand... And I was talking about this earlier, like for me to suspend disbelief, I feel like a movie has to earn that, right? Whether it's through the message that they're trying to convey with the narrative is worth hearing or, um, yeah, you know, or, or if it's just like a really good story, then I'll just suspend all the disbelief in the world. But on the one hand, it's like they were asking you to suspend all this disbelief but then they were also trying to ground it in reality by doing all these stunts like for real. And like when Don't you they always do that though. Yeah. I mean, uh, but like, you know, in the other mission impossible films, like the, the thing with the plane and all that, like that was, but that, but just something about this one, just, I feel like they were relying on it too much. I guess is what Maybe. I'm trying to say. Like, relying on what like they much. were, they were relying on you remembering that. Oh yeah, Tom Cruise is really doing this, and that's why it's. Cool. I didn't even think that's. I don't know if that's true because there's not even a big giant thing that happens until like the third act. 
Yeah. Like the rest and by of the then, movie everyone knows what it is. But they were promoting chases. the hell out of it. For, yeah, they were like, promoting in the trailers. It. It's not in the movie, though. What? Say that again? I said that's not... You can't base it off the trailers. It's the no, movie. no, I, I get that. But I'm just saying that, like, you know, it, it was all building up to this big moment, right? But the thing is, they kept showing that moment over and over again in the promotion leading up to the film. I think that moment you're talking about wasn't the... I don't think the movie was building up to that moment oh, so this at isn't all. A spoiler, I think that's, by the way. You yeah. can say what it is. When he jumps off the cliff. Yeah. I don't think that's they were building. That's not the climax of the movie. That's just a thing he did to get to the climax. Like it was like a side adventure almost. You think so? Yeah, I feel dude, like it wasn't even. He wasn't even the main player in that sequence. Also, that's when that they. Point, that's yeah. one of the moments when those people laugh. Yeah, by because the way. they're they they laugh because they know that he's doing that for real. That's why they did laugh. You ask them what? Did you ask them? Everybody knows he did it for real. No, no, that's no, why. No. Did you ask? Did you ask those people if that's oh why they were laughing? God. Dumb dude. That's <laughs> obviously why they were laughing. Oh, okay. They weren't laughing because they thought it was funny. It's funny because I asked them. And okay. that's not what they said. Yeah, okay, pal. But, but you know what? To that point, though, that goes back to what I was saying about, like, I, I felt like I was in the Twilight Zone while watching this with, like, audience reactions just being not what I expected, laughing at weird moments. Because if, like, I, I'm kind of going to disagree with you because, like, if they did, or because if they did know, uh, disagree with you, I mean, Johnny, if they really did know, like, they were laughing because they knew he was doing it for real, why did I hear an audience member go, whoa, over like a, a like a part that was clearly CGI, but then when it was the actual like holy shit he really did this moment, no, like it was laughs. Are you, you talking know? about that one lady who went whoa when the uh, yeah yeah oh so? when the yeah they showed in the trailer too when the fucking like train like moves up and then it falls right down because of like the gravity. Oh, and so shit. I can answer that easily. You know how you didn't like the movie oh. and I did. The yeah. train. that's that happens in the rest of the, mo- the audience too. Oh shit. So, yeah. What? And also, there's people who know that, you know, he did all those things. And there's people who are just enjoying the movie. And there's also five-year-old Jewish kids that I was sitting next to. So, it's a giant audience. <laughs> well, you can't say no, that. No, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying my opinion is, like, the final say in the movie. Yeah, no, I'm not saying. Means, yeah, no. But, like... John, that's what Johnny's saying. Though. I'm just... Like, my personal experience was this was just not what I expected. Yeah. And it had a lot of goofy moments. And I was expecting something more serious because it... Felt like it was supposed to be like the magnum opus for the franchise, right. and, and that would be. It did yeah. feel very soapy. Yep. Yeah. Well, you said this, John. You said that there was a lot more dialogue than you expected there to be. Oh my god, there's crazy sequences where it just go on, especially in one of the first scenes that you guys missed. There's it's just people in a room explaining everything happening. I'm like, this is so risky to do because it's it's so self aware in the sense of like. If this happens, then we can do this. But what if, how does this, this guy do if we do this? And it's like, well, if he does this, then we got to, well, but. And then it's like what Bashoy said, like finishing each other's sentences. Oh, God, yeah. They it's did just that way too much. Exactly. There, it's, there's so many sequences like that where I'm like, this is such a risk to just have these people in a room. But I, there, was a, there was a sequence in the middle where they did that, where they had all the major players in the same room, and they were all talking. And it, uh, the tension was so, like I could slice it with a sword, man. I was like, oh my god, this movie's yeah. about to uh, explode right now. I got you with sword. <gasps> yeah. I was trying to say. You had knife and sword. Damn, man. <laughs> um, I feel like this film. Wait, why? Yeah. Wait, you have more to say? I'm sorry. Well, yeah, you. I'm sorry. You didn't in the you're middle of the sentence. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But I do think the movie. Like, I guess, well, man, I guess I was done. It, like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did think in the beginning, like, I think, because in the beginning, the first 30 minutes, I'm like, this is kind of weird. But then I kind of got used to it by then. And I think when you guys walked in after the, all that happened, you were like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I wasn't. I got in before the opening, before the title card. 
So it's like whatever. It was like and, right and then they explained they explained the beginning after the title oh, card. Okay. So I went into this film like not really knowing anything, which is kind of how I wanted to go into it. Yeah. And I thought the train sequence was gonna be like one of the many things to get to the climax. But uh, aside from everything we've just kind of discussed. I kind of feel like I would have enjoyed this film a little more if it was purely dialogue driven because it is a very high concept thing mm-hmm. to talk about. I understand. And, and um, like, yeah, sure. Like sometimes it kind of felt like, okay, like they're just having an action scene in here just so they, they can call it an action movie. Sometimes. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I think like we discussed again, I feel like they did the action a lot better in the previous installment yeah, I as think opposed to, this one i think would have been cool as a psychological movie if it laid more into yeah, that That would have been revolutionary for the uh, franchise as a whole because yeah. it's something they didn't do i have a suggestion for the next one that goes along with what jesse wants okay purely dialogue driven movie right tarantino doesn't and no shut up it's mission impossible thanksgiving dinner where ethan hunt tries to talk politics to his entire family <laughs> and tries to get to change their minds about everything makes him makes no no and he makes him uh scientologists oh my god Yes, he could try sure. to convince any everyone at Thanksgiving dinner to be a Scientologist. No, yeah, but it has to be a political thing. It has I'll, to be I'll like take it even further, and then uh, the uh, the artificial intelligence, like every time they're they're you know having the political debate, he like starts making a good point. So then they go like look something up on Google to try to counter him, and the artificial <laughs> intelligence like feeds them like so he's really fighting like debating with the artificial intelligence yeah. the whole time, and or, and it's just using his family as like. The medium. Right. Yeah. Or like, and I think he should leave where he's like, and if you start to win the argument, I go on my phone. Fuck. Yes. You want to go to ratings? Yeah, let's go to ratings. This is a monster, this is a monster fine, non-spoiler okay. segment. So let's go to ratings. This is the Instagram clip right here. Go for it. All right. We've gotten a few part ones in the last couple of months. We got Fast X, which is technically a part one, even though so, they don't say so it. Stupid. And actually the endings of this this movie and that movie have a Very remarkable, similar. remarkable similarity, yeah. which is insane. Um, and then there was Spider-Verse, right? Yeah. And Spider-Verse and Fast X are the examples of how to do a cliffhanger improperly as worse as you possibly can and as best as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. Spider-Verse being as best as you possibly can and Fast X being worse. They don't. They both don't do a cliffhanger ending right. They don't do a part one of a thing right. Yeah. This movie does because the main action of the movie is resolved while there's still a lot to do later. Yeah. Right, and I'll I didn't. I that. didn't. I didn't feel cheated. I didn't feel like I watched seventy five percent of the movie like I did with Spider Fast Verse, X and Spider Verse. So I didn't watch it going that. I didn't. The movie didn't end with me going, "God damn it, shit!" It, they fucking did it. Yeah, you know. Um, and I will say back to like the the. I said before this movie is basically four giant complicated sequences, and each one of them is I think is fantastic. I, I think I actually think the last. I think the first there's a, there's one in an airport where there's just so many things going on. I'm like, this is so good. It's just so intricately, like, weaved together. And it... it that, that was a good scene. There's, it's like this ensemble thing that just adds such an urgency and, like, excitement to the entire thing. And then they go do another one. And another... It's they, it, I thought it was fantastic. I... Uh, well, we, how are we rating it? Oh, I forgot about that. I did not don't, even think... Don't you do it. Don't you do it. What? Don't fast forward. We need, we need time traveling. Right. In we this don't have episode. to fast forward, but you can just cut some stuff out. <laughs> okay. Mission um. Impossible. Mission Impossible. No. What do we do for? Well, we'll follow up. We need. Oh! What? 
I didn't wear my aviators. I was gonna wear my aviators for because Tom Cruise. God damn it! What a fuck. I'm here sitting at midnight with a bunch of jackoffs talking about some dumb movie. I got um, one. Yeah. How many stuntmen that would have had jobs? How about Bashoy <laughs> has to take a shot because he's had stunts? We're not in it. Yes, we are. We're not in it. Yes, we are. No, we didn't. We didn't. We're in it, dude. <laughs> We're not. Dude. Shut up. You never I said mean, that. We didn't. You did. You said I, we had a custom stuff. No, up. I said you get custom stuff. And we laughed, and then I continued doing like a bit. Look at you. All All right, we're yeah, in. No, we're it's in. Fine. It's fine. We're in. Fuck I'll, you. I'll, I'll give it to you. Go ahead. <laughs> I'll give it to you. Go ahead. Oh, you're doing a rubber band? Yeah. <laughs> Nobody hit me with the rubber band because I said. I, I just <laughs> called you. Fuck you. <laughs> All right. No. Mission Impossible. Dead Reckoning. Dead wreck oneing. On a scale of dead wreck oneing to wreck tenning, how many hot babes is Tom Cruise like in love with in one movie? I actually haven't point. jerked off in like three weeks. Okay. <laughs> I gotta get back in. How, to many, oh, how many Tom Cruise like nods? Oh, yes, no, I was gonna say no, nods at the bad scale, guys. On a scale, well, okay, so ready? There's Tom Cruise on Matt Lauer, and then there was there's Tom Cruise and the guy squirted him. Here. Why, why, why would you do that? <laughs> you're you're a jerk. What about him on Oprah? Jumping on the couch. That, that's the best. That's yes. That's what we will do. Okay. Okay. Yes, we got it. Okay. All right. On a scale of Tom Cruise moments, do you get, like, so basically, if, like, a one would be, like, you're a reporter, and you squirt Tom Cruise with water, and he goes, no, 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 why, why, why would you do that? Yeah. Why, why, why would you do that? No, listen, you're, you're, you're a jerk. Meaning, like, he's, you're, he's mad yeah, at you, which, yeah, like, is yeah. probably the worst existential terror ever, which I would never want Tom Cruise to be mad at me. Or he's yelling at you on the, on the set of this movie during yeah. COVID. Um, six being, like, I don't know. Some kind of weird, awkward. Him and my dad wrestling in high school. Yes, him and Mark's dad wrestling in high school, and then what? We're discovering their my dad, love my for dad each other. went to high school with John, uh, John Cruz, Tom, Tom Cruz. Is they wrestled in. I don't know. This is real. Thomas yeah. Mapether. Yeah, Mapether. He he wrestled my father in high school. They were on yes. the same team. Tom, wait, what's his real name? Mapether. Mapother. We say Mapother. You don't say Mapother. We say it like He's you're not Harry Potter, okay, buddy. Wow. Um. Anyway, yeah, so on a scale of Tom Cruise being like, why would you do that? To Mark's dad wrestling him in high school, being a six, and like a ten being like Tom Cruise on Oprah. Zoom out. Ready? Zoom out as I do it. Ready? 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 One, two, three. Oh! I zoomed in. <laughs> okay, hold on. Do it again. Ready? Anyone? One, two, three. Oh! Hello! Hello! That's going in the highlight reel. <laughs> so that's a ten. What would you give it? So... I look. Just, I I'm. We spent five minutes on your rating alone. Wait, 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 hold on. I got how, no. How that's about, the like, rating. That's the rating. That's it. But I don't know all like all the Tom Cruise. Oh, you're like, adding interview. another. Oh, you're adding another moment. No, but I'm saying I don't know all of them. Like, I don't, what if I have I like one. something that's not a six or a ten or a one? I, I can't. I, I, I got. Why don't I got we one do like how, how many do, oh, how many thetans do we get? Thetans. Oh, souls. Yeah. I, I got one for you. Wait, can I, can I finish? Yeah, my yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry so finish your right, five minute rating. I don't think this is. I don't know. This isn't Fallout, and the people are like, "Oh, it's not as good as Fallout." It's like, who cares? But Fallout would be like a nine point something. That would be crazy. Fallout was fantastic. I don't know if this movie's fantastic, but I do think it's really, really great. And I think I'm going to give this movie an 8.7, which is Tom Cruise 
yelling at Matt Lauer saying that depression isn't a chemical imbalance and then being right 15 years later. So that's yeah, that's, oh, that's my rating. <laughs> All right. Um <clears throat> I I'll, I'll try to think of the rating while I say my final thoughts. Um this entire movie, like, like we keep saying, is nothing like Fallout. I think Fallout was great, and obviously people say, oh, you can't compare. It's like, yeah, I can. It's the same franchise. However, I know there's, like, the pushback from, like, the COVID stuff and how much money they're spending on this, how much time do they spend on this, whatever. Um, I, I think the choreography was weak. I feel like it felt like an opera, which we kept saying, and the opera part about it. No, he was on Oprah when he jumped in the okay. chair. <laughs> the, the opera part about it made nice. it feel weaker. Um, uh, I didn't. I, I think some of the dialogue was too... I don't want to use the word campy, because that's not right, but I just feel like we were saying this also before. Tom Cruise is eventually becoming his own joke, that he's Tom Cruise. He's going to become that, Dom Toretto. Exactly. He's going to become Dom Toretto. In a, Tom that, Toretto? <laughs> Tom, <laughs> Tom Toretto. <laughs> he just shaves his head. <laughs> um, and then... I, I, so, it's overall, I just didn't... I was unimpressed, you know, after, you know... Because you remember you said to me... I got. I originally got tickets in the regular theater, and you're like, "No, Mark, this is an IMAX movie." And I'm like, "Okay," and I'm like, "It wasn't worth it. I didn't really care Dude, enough." So because of that, I'm gonna give it. Um, my dad getting in a food fight with him in the cafeteria or, in high school, or alternate, yeah, your well, dad and Tom Cruise discovering that they were gay for each other. Yeah, sure. Out of 10. I I actually give it my 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 uncle was best friends with Tom Cruise in high school. Oh, okay. So I'm going to I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Yeah, no, I'm saying yes. So and, that's good. And I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to give it them putting solar panels on my on the roof and falling through the ceiling, which also happened. Oh, really? Um, that was his first stunt for for <laughs> a 6.9. Oh my god. Yeah. Tell me Dungeons and Dragons is going to have a higher score than Mission Impossible. <laughs> yes. That Shit. was a fun movie. It was. That's the thing. I didn't have as much fun as I could have had. Next, sure I go. Well, first I want to say, Tom Toretto, no mission is impossible when you have family. Family. Yeah. <laughs> Boom, the ultimate crossover. That was a good one. Um, all right. I'll tell you what. I want to be fair to this movie, because you're right. I did miss, like, almost an hour of it. But part of that is because I saw enough to be like, I don't, I, I don't really care about what happens in this movie. Same. Right? So that's why I didn't mind missing the other 20 minutes. Um, so I'm going to give you two options, right? I can. I'm. Gonna, I'm either gonna give it my like gut feeling rating and hurt the overall score, or I can just abstain, you know, because I didn't see enough of the film. But if you are gonna count my score, I'm gonna give it like a four point five. Jesus Christ! Whoa, <laughs> that is this rough. is he- heresy. <laughs> that is mean. That is. I'm mean. sorry, man. Just something about this movie, and I know. Geez. You know what? That was. Nasty. I will admit. I couldn't even go that low. Part it's got wow. it's not it's not Tom it's me. It's something <laughs> about this film, just I I wow. just could not get into it, and I was like I felt like I was in the Twilight Zone watching it. Like I said before, it was just goofy. It was unhinged. There there were moments that were like funny that weren't trying to be funny. At least to me, you thought the plot was dumb. Yeah, I didn't like. But again, part of that though is because like going back to the whole like artificial intelligence thing, like. I don't know about how well it's been done in movies, but, you know, one of my fa- my favorite show of all time is Person of Interest, and it does the artificial intelligence thing, like, really well, you know? And then there's Westworld, which, I you know, is a continuation of that, and it's made by the same people. Like, to me, those shows do a great job of exploring the whole artificial intelligence thing. Mm. Here, it felt like it was kind of tacked on. But again, I also missed the first, right. you know, however... 
where it, maybe that's where they explained a lot of that, but I just felt like there wasn't enough stakes for me. I just, just moment to moment, it was, I don't know. But that's my honest gut feeling rating is, you know. All right, 4.5. Damn. I, d- I don't know what a 4.5 would be on the scale we're using, though, so I'd have to make something up for that would be That would be Tom Cruise in The Mummy. Yeah. He was in The Mummy. Uh, Jesse, yeah. take us home. He did The Mummy. Okay. We got, yeah, you know what? That's good, because I don't even remember that. This is so a big, <laughs> this is a long rating, so yeah, take okay. us home, Jesse. So, like I said before, I, I purposely went into this film not knowing anything because I was very curious as to what they were going to do because I was really excited. So you, you didn't go to school your whole life? Exactly. I'm, I'm a fucking. Du- I'm a he fucking. He didn't want to know anything. I don't want to yeah. know anything. So like, <laughs> he's like, he's fucking four years old. Like, Jesse, you have to go to school. He's like, I can't until I see Mission Impossible: Dead Reckoning Part One. And like, what the the fuck seventh are you mission of until I see the seventh Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> when they're in like their first. Um, no, but uh, I, I thought it was I, for what I got at least for the first half of the film, I really enjoyed the first half to midpoint, but then. Um, once they got to the deeper concepts and like the dialogue, I was more into the dialogue than I was the action because of the fact that like you know you I felt the like plot they were just be more dialogue driven. Pretty much, yeah. And I think like the action. I think the action was earned. Don't get me wrong, but I just there are points where I'm like, okay, does it really have to be here? You know what I'm saying? So it's like. I don't know. It that that's what threw me off a couple a couple times, but um, overall, I say I had a pretty neat time with this. I I love the suspense that they build up in every single Mission Impossible film. But uh, if I'm gonna go for a Tom Cruise moment to rate this, I'm gonna go with him screaming at everybody on the set for this movie <laughs> to like fuck to like you know wear a mask and shit, and um. I would that would probably be just like maybe a uh I'm, I'm gonna be kinder to this one. Uh eight. <laughs> eight out of ten. You said it like how Joe Biden would say that. <laughs> you listen, our debt it's it's sh- eight million. <laughs> All right, so just a solid eight. Uh, just a solid eight. God damn it, this is gonna have a, this isn't even gonna be on the top ten of the year. It's gonna be such an imbalanced score. Because it's like four also, fucking uh, like tune is coming out and I and that better be good. All right. That's so a part got, two. And this these are part one. I'm gonna jumble this all up in my head. I got an eight point seven, a six point nine, an eight, and then a dreaded four point <laughs> five. Which that I don't even fucking Okay. Like I said, you don't have to count it. No, no, no I'm know? counting it. I'm mean, counting it. You said it, so no gimmies. Said it, you, no gimmies here. Okay. I think I got it. So it would be like a seven. Okay. Do we know anyone right. else? So saw? I'm gonna say I'm gonna jumble it up all, all up in my head. I'm gonna totally do the math majestics in my head. And I'm gonna give it fuck. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna give it a one seven, take. Seven point yeah. two five. Edit that so it goes on the first try like I yeah, did. Yeah, sure. Seven point two five. I think this should be in the eights, but you know, that's why God made idiots. I think that's a respectable score. <laughs> I think seven point two five is a respectable. I think it might score. be actually high, given that there's a four point fucking five there. I'd be surprised if it was in the sevens. I think this might be like actually it might be like six point nine. I gave it a six point nine. Yeah, I know. Okay, it's um, either okay. high sixes, low sevens. We'll figure it out. Uh, let's see how much we could squeeze out of spoilers. In I three, think two, two, one. Okay, flaming dragon, fuck face. First. Take a big step back, 
and literally fuck your own face. Did you find out who that was? The opera part we were talking about, at least for me, where I mostly saw it with the sword fighting. You mean the opera scene from Mission Impossible Five: Rogue Nation? No, not at all. Where they introduce Elsa Faust. The the, the <gasps> what? When they introduced Rebecca Ferguson's character, Elsa Faust, it's at an opera, and when she oh. when she dies, it's very operatic. That's. That, good, I might be onto something. You there. Might be onto something. No, we'll never know. My idea. We'll n- <laughs> <laughs> but no, it that felt like such an opera. And, the, and this girl had a whatever her name is Elsa. She had Elsa. a sword, and the other got a knife. And they were like, they weren't even fighting. They we were dancing. I, it was stupid. Yes, there were shots where, like hand to hand, like when they were getting close, and it looked fine. But then there were shots where they had like a drone or something or a crane going like over the bridge, and it looked very fake. Like yeah. there was like when when Tom Cruise is running down or when Ethan is running down the the corridor or the hall, or the alley, and he's like all there's it's all smoky and he's silhouetted and he's running and the camera's shaking. I'm like that's a very dramatic shot. I love that shot. It's from the trailer. And then he comes out and sees her, and I'm like fuck fuck fuck. And they're they're, they're on their faces. And then it cuts to like this weird drone shot. And I'm like what the fuck are you doing? Why did you cut to that shot? You know. But yeah, that's yeah. The, and just just the music in this movie. Oh my god, dude. His yeah. music was just a bunch of sledgehammers just smacking every, the screen. The every, was every awesome. now and then, it felt like Planet of the Apes music. Like I heard like the dr- like rolling drums. Like uh, I thought because you heard Charlton Heston in the in the score going, <laughs> "You cut out his brain, you bloody baboon!" No, no, no. I um I got you for running. For running, for running, that's yeah. pretty yeah. good. Um, I was gonna yeah, put running, and but I didn't. anyway, I already talked my gr- my grievances for that that scene. Let's let's talk about the whole the whole content. Have any of us taken shots? Uh, no, go straight from that. Somebody got me from train. I, fuck you, Johnny. Um, so I got you for train. Yeah. Um, this entire movie's like whole like plot or something. The concept about AI, I feel like it. <sighs> <laughs> you said plot. Oh, is that it? Yeah. Oh, okay. You also said AI. Oh, my God. Dude, you have to take five <laughs> shots. Putting them on my tab. You have to take five. You're not going to take any tab. of them? Jesus I have to put some on my tab. Take two, at least at least three. Let me finish my... my let me finish. All right. Fair enough. Okay, so the, enti- <laughs> the entire <laughs> idea about this whole thing about the AI, I feel like a lot of movies are going to start doing that, and it's going to become so overdone, like the way the multiverse has come, become over, overdone, right. where everyone's going to be like, oh, the AI, and then like, who who knows what's happening? The, it's a villain that we can't even see, and who, uh, you know, so I was like, I'm yeah. fine with it, but it, I think it's going to become overdone. I think we're in the middle. I think people have already started doing that thing, the AI thing, but I think we're in like the middle. Like, let's say it's a 10-year stretch of people doing those movies. We're in year five, you know? And I do think this movie does it better, because I did get a very visceral sense like we're fucked. You can't win. We're dumb computers. Like when they're talking about yeah. like, oh, they've thought about every single scenario. I do really like how there's this. They're basically like playing against fate in a sense. Like I, th- I thought that added a very good. Should have called it. I mean, Madison, duel of the fates. The one, the one thing that I. <laughs> and the this is like right after Mark and I walked in. The one thing that I did like was their explanation for how, like, all right, why don't we just air gap. You know all the systems, meaning disconnected from the internet, so that they're self-contained. You know, right. closed, closed loop. And it's like we already did, but humans are the weakest link, and that's true, right? Because even like in espionage in general, right? Social engineering, or I mean, hacking in general, like social engineering is a big part of you know breaching. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I like that they at least gave that explanation, but then on the other hand, like. At one point, th- there was like a throwaway line about, oh, the computational power of this AI. The thing is, like, the AI is a program, right? It doesn't have computational power. 
And again, this is me just refusing. I, I, I get it. I'm an asshole in this for this movie. I, I, I just I can't suspend my disbelief for this um, very well. I expelled but, it. What? I expelled my disbelief. I didn't just suspend oh, it. Oh, yeah. I got, you really did. Okay, finish but, it because I, I want to say something about um, what you're saying. Like, the thing is, like, it's a program. It has to run on not just computers. It has to run on, like, it needs uh, for it to do what the movie's claiming it can do. It would need a shit ton of processing power. Can I say something? Right, and it could do sure, but go. Sorry, yeah, I'm sorry. No, I was I'm gonna just, say I don't want to forget about. I was it. gonna say, it can, and it could do it through you know bot farms, right? It can like you know by using the collective computing power of all the computers in the world, but then like you can just you know make everybody uh, use you know slower computers for a little while, and it would make the AI slower because it would have less computing power to work with. <laughs> I know. I I think, and I, I could be wrong because I I didn't see the beginning. So Johnny can correct me. Yes. Yeah. But perhaps You're wrong. Perhaps what if in the submarine where that's where the program is, right? What if the submarine holds a quantum computer and it uses the ocean as a cooling system and is already run on nuclear power? So that could be the whole thing. That's why it has so, enough power to oh, do so it. So let me explain to you guys what you guys meant. So in yeah. the beginning, it, we open up on like the like you know the, the ending shot of the ice. Under the water, yeah. we open on that, and then it, you, we see a submarine. And it's like a hunt for Red October type scenario where the guys like, "We have the greatest technology in the world. We we can go stealthy, baby. We got it all." And he's like, "We can go anywhere. We went twenty thousand five million kilometers. Nobody knows we're there." And th- so they basically had this like super device that can basically make them like super stealthy. And they had this giant like dome computer type thing, and that the whatever AI or thing that was running that program, that thing, because you the movie opens, you're like, oh, so that's gonna be like the that's gonna be the thing in this movie, some dumb stealth shit, and it's like, no, so all of a sudden they're like, we're super stealthy, we don't know what's going on, nobody knows that we're here, and then they see another submarine moved around, like what the fuck, and they basically have this fight with the submarine, and when the missile goes to hit them from the other submarine or the torpedo, nothing happens, it just disappears, then the submarine disappears. And they go, somebody hacked into our device or whatever. Like, we're not, you know, they're detected we're here. And then the torpedo that they shot gets taken over by the AI and, like, it blows up the submarine. So the AI basically, like, in, it's, like, almost like a 2001 scenario. But, like, in the comp, in the, the that device, like, making them stealthy, there was, like, some kind of weird glitch and the AI was born in that. And then it lives in that computer there. I still think what I say could be possible, though. I do, wait, wait, I do did, like how they had to go analog, though. Did, yeah. did it live in there, though? Because it said it was like, an, like it, it became like an offshoot of itself, and that the original program was still in the sub. I don't know how any of that works, but I think, uh, I think the idea was that it was in the sub because they have to go into the sub to use the key. No, but but they they, they said that they have to destroy it. No, but it wasn't to destroy it. It was they were saying that the only way to control it or destroy it is by using the original source code. It's not that that the, the key. Well, the entity yeah. wasn't res- itself wasn't residing in the sub. The thing that was born after that event is like infiltrated all the computer systems in the world. The thing that it came from is in the sub. I think they're setting it up. I think they set that up where it's if you if you blow up that thing in the sub or like can destroy it from the sub, it's gone. But I think they're setting up the Ving Rames thing to be like here's just in case. Like, they don't, maybe they don't, I don't know. I, I don't think they were setting up to destroy. I think they were setting up to go in, extract that source code to fight. It's going to be like a, a like a, I don't know. Because if 
just the way that I remember them explaining it, they were saying that we need to use the source code to either kill it or control it because that's the only way to kill. So you can't, if you destroy the source code, then you can't fight the entity. You know what I mean? But they were saying we're going to use the source code to either destroy it or control it. I don't understand what the difference between what's... Like use the source code as a weapon against the entity. Because there's the entity and then there's the original program that's still in the sub. To destroy it. That's what I just said. But if you destroy the original program, you still have the entity. The entity has become its own. Oh, separate that's true. Thing. Yeah. I don't. That's well, I don't know about, enough about computers to know what the difference between those two things are. Well, the 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 entity. So the source c- code essentially. This sounds gross, but the source code is essentially the womb, and the entity is on its own now. But the womb still exists. So they want to go go to the womb and get another version of the entity to fight against. Oh, is that, the, is that what they said in the movie? That's yeah. basically what it is. Which is again, which brings me back to you know, person of interest. Because they had a similar premise that was just done beautifully. Granted, it was a different medium of a series instead of a show. I mean, instead of a film. But in the later seasons of Person of Interest, it does become a battle of AI where you have like a rogue AI and then you have the machine, which is like the protagonist's AI. And they have to like, they end up like fighting each other. And the the rogue AI was like a lot more powerful than the machine. And oh my God. Because they always say that they like they go rogue. I actually like that because every single one, to, uh, to, um, Ethan Hunt goes rogue in every movie. Mission Impossible rogue. And 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 if and in this one in the beginning, they're like, "Do you ever realize that this guy always goes fucking rogue?" Yeah. And I like that kind of self awareness. They have. What if the AI? I learned. She goes learned rogue, from and fucking makes like another Ethan Hunt, a, a robot Ethan Hunt. Well, it already went. Or rogue. the AI is based on Ethan Hunt. Oh, <laughs> he is. He dies. And they put him into the AI, and he's been the AI this whole time. Can someone they go, explain Ethan, to me? It was you were writing your history, Ethan. Can someone explain to me the the reason for the subtitle, like how how it matches? In up? the beginning, the the Russian sub guy goes, "We are the Dead Reckoning." Oh, it's just the name of the fucking submarine. No, no, the stupid. name of the submarine is the Subverpool. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> Whatever the fuck they, the, the board they were saying. Yeah, I thought they were trying to say submersible, but it was like they heard Mike Tyson say submersible, and they're like submersible. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so so what else? I feel like I feel like I truly the the big thing about this was what I didn't. You know what felt weird to me? The fact that he was like fucking Elsa probably, and then they kill her in this movie, and at the end he's like, Haley Atwell, you're the most important woman in my life, and it's like, yeah. dude. Uh, I also they should have smooched at least once. He didn't smooch. <laughs> Why does he smooch? He's, because that's going to be part two. You got to come back. He's afraid come, to smooch somebody. You got to come back to part two for that. In movies oh where Tom God. Cruise kisses women, they don't do that well. Really? He kiss, well, he kisses um, Vanessa Kirby in Fallout, but it wasn't a romantic kiss. But he hasn't kissed a woman in a long time. Like he <laughs> kissed a woman at the end of the Mummy, and that movie bombed. Yeah, well, so then actually, he didn't. Bomb. He, he doesn't want to get in infected with their thetans. <laughs> yeah, the, the movie bombed in the U.S. The Mummy, but it made the four hundred million dollars worldwide of a hundred fifty million dollar budget. So it wasn't that bad. But he kisses a woman in that. Jack Reacher, he doesn't kiss a woman. He doesn't kiss women ever. I think he's gay. That'd be pretty funny. I, um, I remember that being like a like a lo- like a theory from way back. There's no way he's gay. He's I mean, gay. but uh, going back to the AI thing, uh, help me understand this because maybe I missed it from the parts that I missed. I had a hard time understanding what the AI's motivation was. They they said they don't know what it is. Who knows? They said basically it's doing all this stuff and it's but it's not. They saying it's it's getting access into all of this stuff, but not doing. But anything, it's not right? doing anything. It's basically saying like, hey, don't mess with me. Or I'll, I will return. I feel like this is the yeah, most like James Bond villain Ethan Hunt's ever had. You know, I dude, this guy was awesome. 
The villain? Mm-hmm. He was so... Oh, my God. He, I can't believe we haven't talked about him. He was Let's so cool. Let's talk about him. He, should, he, felt like a, he felt like he was in the Bourne franchise. Like, he was the, like the movie and He was, like, the villain in the Jason Bourne movie. Yeah. He f- was so cool. Who? Dude. The villain. Oh, oh what's his uh, name? Gabriel? Gabriel. Yeah, he was so cool. Yeah. He wasn't, like, a big actor name. I guess, like, a heavy, like, that, like with, like, a Henry Cavill type. Yeah. But as, like, a character, he works so well. I... So, I I didn't understand his motivation either. Well, I guess the yeah. only motivation is self pre- pre- uh, well, preservation. I, yeah, I mean that—that that was the thing that confused me too. Because, so again, this is a thing that person of interest did, right? The the AIs in the show. The one limitation they really have is that they don't exist in the physical world, right? So what they do is, they have these human agents essentially act as analogs. Right. And and kind of act in the physical world on behalf of the AI to the yeah. point where it even at one point like the rogue AI and this is spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen the show, but which I highly recommend you watch it like if you want a good AI story. But um, the rogue AI uses like a kid, a little kid to communicate to um, the human agent for the good AI. And I feel like Gabriel was that role. Like, he was the analog. Yeah. Like, human. Like the entity chose him. Yeah. So, But my question is, why did the entity choose him? And again, what are its goals? We don't know yet. That's yeah. the, And I think that's part of why, for me, I didn't feel any stakes. Right? I, I, I mean, I will say, the more I'm thinking about it, the one thing that I feel like maybe the stakes wasn't the AI itself and the AI's motivations, but rather... People the hu- the it, people yeah. that are trying to get to it to use it. Like, it's almost like the AI is almost like a bacteria that's just trying to grow and spread, and it doesn't really have any other purpose. It's not trying to, like, kill humanity. It's only interested in self-preservation. But then, like, it's the human um, factions or whatever that are trying to get to it. Like, maybe that's supposed to be the stakes. And, and yeah. Oh, it's almost, you know what? Like, maybe the AI is a MacGuffin. Really. It is. I, I think that's, that's, what the, it, that's what the keys were. Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. I feel like it's also, you know that, that Elon Musk quote? I think it was Elon Musk that said, like, uh, humans are the biological bootloaders of the bi- of the artificial no, world no, or whatever. No, no, no. That was, say, um, say you, Joe Rogan always says that. It's, it's no, that's humans, what Elon Musk said. Humans are the, are the sex organs to the machine world. Yeah, but Elon Musk quoted. The yeah, but quote, that wasn't Elon Musk saying that. Okay, sorry. Um, but whatever the quote was, I, when I was watching this movie, I, it felt like the AI was like already knew I won, so I'm kind of just waiting for like the, the humans to fuck up so I can get the neck the upper Do hand. You know who the greatest author? You know Jar Jar Binks. You know his yes. people. You know who the greatest author was in his world? Who? George Orwell's. Instead of Jar Jar Binks, it's George Orwell's. George Orwell. Mark, edit in some crickets. <laughs> 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 As soon as we talk about the AI stuff, I just get completely lost because um, I don't know how to I feel like that's there, all so. there is to really uh, say about this movie. Like, um, on a, I, I go ahead, Jesse. Let's, let's see what Jesse has to say. I've watched three TV shows in the last like five Jesse's years. Jesse's been quiet. Let's, let's see what you got to say. Okay, yeah, I can't that's add enough. shit to the um, AI stuff. But I had a question as I want for you guys. How do you see um, this whole like thing ending for Ethan? It doesn't. We, oh. I think, I think this this was supposed to be the ending, right? The the one in part one and two, but then Tom Cruise was like, "I'm going to do this when I'm a million years old." So that now we're just going to get him until they bomb. 
Yeah. Well, even after they bomb it, because if if oh, let's do the Fast X scene. Oh God. Oh yeah. So okay. So at the end of Fast X, right? They get to like a dam, and there's a bunch of bombs on the dam, and they blow it up. Yeah. And this one, it's like almost like a. It was storyboarded the same way. The way they filmed the bridge same and the dam, too. it's like same shape, same angles. It's insane. Yeah. And they there's bombs and I just I just turned to Mark and I said fast X and I was like yep there was a few do you remember there was a, there was a few times where sh- stuff happened and I was like fuck you were you were you were on that GRC a few times I was I was fucking I was so my I didn't blood care. was pumping because I could not believe you guys I, didn't because care. I knew what was first of all part one so company's not gonna die yeah, but I'm not I'm that's, but I'm, that's not why like the the opening scene. Like the or not the opening scene, like the the airport sequence where there's so much stuff going on and there's so much it's so suspenseful because you have the bomb thing, you have Ethan trying to get the key back from the lady, he has to put the key back into the guy's pocket while these FBI agents or whatever are chasing him, and then there's an, also another guy that he sees a few times, like the the Gabriel, he sees him, and then Ving has his own thing, and Simon has his own thing. it's like th- there's so much stuff going on. Wait, you say FBI guy was chasing him? Yeah. Oh, okay. What do you mean? It wasn't FBI though. I know I, I said it wasn't FBI, but I just said FBI. Oh, okay. But um, whatever they were, the oh, the, the rooster guy, <laughs> um, chicken man. Yeah. Well, what, what were you trying to get me to say? CIA. Oh. You know, I I think that might be one of the problems with the franchise has gone on so long is that like I don't that you can't surprise me anymore. I don't know because like Fallout was the sixth one, and that was the best one. Yeah. So saying that it's gone on too far, it's like... But it wasn't the best one because of suspense. It was the best one because, the, for me, the spectacle. I was like, well, this is cool. I, but I didn't feel any suspense. Like, oh, what the fuck's going to... How are they going to do that, you know? what? Which one is the one where he's he can't touch the floor and he's like in a... That's the first one. The first that's, one. The, that's the first one? Okay. Like, I'll never feel suspense like that in another Mission Impossible movie again. I don't know. I did. In this one. Well, it's because you're you. But Which I, one is the one where he had to go underwater and hold his breath for... Like, uh, Rogue Nation. That, that was pretty suspenseful. Yeah. But, um... What about, I, oh, I think what about he, the oh. Burj Khalifa when he's on the side of that? Yeah, that oh was pretty, that was cool too. I mean, so, yeah. So there were. I mean, the tr- I thought that the sequence with the train was fantastic. I think this, like, I think Tom Cruise is sort of like the equivalent of like a Buster Keaton these days, like just doing Buster these crazy Keaton. stunts in there. He's he's basically doing giant gags, like yeah. Buster, like Buster Keaton with the, with um, like the, like one of the best the ones. Building ever. right. Well, there's the building falling uh, falling on, and then there's one where like you know how they had like the the railroad crossing thing. There's one where he had to get into a car, and he was on top of a building. So he, on top of the building, he like just grabbed the thing and went down like that into the car. Oh yeah. Like they play it for county, but that's a stunt. It's an action. Oh, yeah, stunt. yeah. So I think Tom Cruise like the equivalent, especially with the when they when they're rolling. I, I don't know if they were. Well, they actually were rolling in the car, but they're rolling in the car and they switch spots in the car. I'm like, that's so good. That's a bunch of that was skit. good. How did the good. train? I'm like, that's a bunch of key skit. Escape getting hit by that train. Oh, he ripped, the, he ripped the steel. That, that was pure. When I that the was way, huge plot armor. I get that he ripped it, but the way that was shot, and again, I think that's part it, of my yeah, issues. It, yeah, I, like you heard me. Like I was like, what? Like people were like, what the fuck? But then I yeah. saw this. When I saw the steering wheel in his hand, I'm like, oh, he ripped off the steering wheel. Yeah, and sense. then I noticed when I when do, I went to go bag? when I went to go take a piss, <laughs> and I went to like see the poster. He had the steering wheel like in yeah. the poster, and I was like, oh shit! I saw what, that too. What did ripping the steering wheel off do though? It got him out of because he, he was handcuffed, handcuffed to the steering. She it handcuffed. Looked, it looked like he blew up out of the. Yeah, that, that's what I'm that's, saying. That, the way it was shot. That, but I think that was like it, you, it's supposed to make you think he just got run over, and then you see him on the side. I th- I don't think oh, it was shot yeah. correctly. Which another thing I said before is that, I, but it made I think it made sense to me. I was the, like, oh okay, you ripped the ceiling wheel off. Nice. There were multiple scenes in this movie where it's it felt multiple. 
What? You said smoltable. <laughs> in this movie where it felt like they would cut out three to five seconds of a scene just to get the characters from one side of the room to the next. And I don't yeah. just mean the train scene, which we talked about uh, before. But like, it just felt like we were missing segments, and it was weird. Yeah. Um, I want to answer your question, Jesse, but real quick, that freaking scene where he's doing like the sleight of hand with the key. Oh, I like that. I thought that was the. I was laughing because it was so goofy to me. Yeah, it was a joke. It was a joke. It wasn't like serious. Like but people again, were laughing. I, again, I guess I think it was just because my expectations of the film that it was going to be more serious because of oh. how they were, like, which to go into answering your question, I think, and I will even bet twenty dollars on this. Right, you heard it here first. Tom Cruise is going to die in part two. Wait, like the, the actor or the character? The character? <laughs> <laughs> like Hope, or hopefully Hunt. both. No. Um, oh. No, 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 no. Ethan Hunt's going to die in part two. Can you know what would be funny? They're in the middle of the movie, <laughs> and like Ethan Hunt's there. Yeah. And then he's on the phone, and there's, it's half, there's still the rest of the movie to go. And they just go, oh, no. Oh, no. They're like, what, Ethan? He goes, Tom Cruise has died. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the entity. Like, he's yeah. yeah. Um, I, I mean, I could see that, but... Um, I think he's going to die because they're, if you really like look at it, they're doing so much foreshadowing for it. The The film is called Dead Reckoning. He says, you know, I, I promise you I will put your life, your, your life will be more important to me than my own, right? Like there's all these little hints that like this is all finally coming to a head because like they're trying to build this AI to be this like truly it is the impossible mission, right? And if this AI accounts for everything, Right then, it stands to reason the AI knows everything about Ethan Hunt, how he thinks, what he's gonna do. But the one thing it's not banking on is him dying or sacrificing himself. Right. Because so far he's survived everything that's been thrown at him. So yeah. the only way for him to win would be for him to do something that he can't survive because that's the one calculation the AI, the AI hasn't made. Because you know, because because right. everything it's looked at is okay. He will always find a way out. Well, okay. Well, what if he doesn't try to find a way out? Like survivor so, bias. Yeah, so I I think there's a lot of foreshadowing setting up that you know he's gonna die. Yeah, speaking with the AI thing and also him. Twenty die. bucks. Andrew okay. Jesse. <laughs> um. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought, what's I next know. for Ethan okay, Hunt? Gotcha, he's gotcha. gonna die. So he's gonna die. It, the Top Gun and this movie do have similar themes, where it's about like I think it's about like Tom Cruise coming to terms with, like his own mortality, being old, being old. Because if you look at Top Gun, it was like, hey, your kind's done, pal. You know, we got these drones coming in, and they're much better than you, d- you dumb pilots. And he's like, "Yeah, that day is coming, sir, but not today." What can I say? And then in this one, they talk about how like this AI is like the is the the, the next covert agent or whatever. What you said, AI? We did we, that already. No, we already got it. I know we did. <laughs> I was about to throw a fit. <laughs> um, Trying to get him to take that shot. That's but, so funny. No, what the fuck was I saying? God damn it! You said that uh, time. Uh, it's gonna, be the, co- it's gonna be the next. It's gonna be the next covert. Eight. Yeah, it's gonna be. The yeah, next it's, covert a, it's basically about like man replacing machines and him and him getting old. And I like that. That's like a, that's like a, th- thread in the, his last couple movies. Same thing in Indiana Jones. Yeah, but Indiana Jones is a shitty movie. Anyway, do you want to go to rating? This is I'm my Indiana rating. Jones. Do you want to go? Really? To I would. Did you did you see Indiana Jones? Mm, no. I would. That'd be so funny if you thought that like Indiana Jones is good compared yeah. to this. Yeah, because w- it's fun though. I'm not getting into it. Let's go to movie recommendation. Okay, so um, one of the things I love about Tom Cruise's filmography is that there's just so many movies to look at on it. <laughs> Here we go. Um, didn't you, you didn't even look. He has so many. He does have so many. Movies. How do you not have one already? What? Well, all right. While you look, so at- no, I got it. So 
2022, he did dead, he did Top Gun. And in 2018, he did Mission Impossible. And then he did American Made, The Mummy, Jack Reacher, Never Go Back, Mission Impossible. What are you doing? Edge of Tomorrow is good. A lot of his movies are kind of shitty. Not gonna lie. What are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, like, at least the recent ones, like Never Go Back was trash. And then... Um, Look at Johnny's Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah. I think Edge of Tomorrow, Edge of Tomorrow, was, okay. Edge of Tomorrow was really good. Edge of Tomorrow yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, but Johnny. There some. Blue recommendation. Um, Collateral is great. Okay, Collateral okay. is probably the best one, honestly, in my opinion. Best Tom Cruise movie, I think, is um Collateral. Well, Magnolia is good. Wait, hold on. Jerry Maguire. Oh no, dude! What am I saying? Fucking but, Jesse, did you have any Color of Money? Else? Color of Money. Go see Color of Money. Go That's see it. Like it's in Color. Right yes, <laughs> the Color of Money, 1986. You'll never guess who directed this movie. It's the sequel to The Hustler, starring Paul Newman. Fast Eddie Felson teaches a cocky but immensely talented protege on the ropes of pool hustling, in which in turn inspires him to make an unlikely comeback. It's a bit, it's a pool movie. And uh guess who it was directed by? The only sequel the only sequel that this director's ever directed. No idea. The Color of Money, nineteen eighty six. The girl in its hot. Hey Siri. No. It was Martin Scorsese. Oh, okay. You responded late. Go see that movie. Right. Uh word review. Huh? Word review. Yeah. Oh I got I got all five of my words. All right, what were they? I got. I had suspend, disbelief, dumb plot, and stunts. I got key submarine AI. See, co- I wrote run and crossed out and put stunts instead. Oh, oh key understand. submarine gotcha. AI COVID train. I gotcha. I had Carter AI CIA key and car chase. Carter? What do you? What did even Carter? Like Agent Carter? Because uh, I wouldn't have allowed that though. But it's not even. It's, she's not in the. I don't know. We have to look at the rules. That's fine. That's probably down. fine. She's not a character yeah. in go, that movie. Go ahead. I got a uh, travel, running, knife, and sword. All right, guys, thank you for watching. We'll see you on the next one. Oh, long What's the next one, Mark? Is it Barbenheimer? Yeah, Barbenheimer. Peace.